Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Team Building Tips on the Educational AD Podcast. We're going to be back with today's guest, but first, let's hear from our podcast sponsors. We want to say thank you to Hometown Ticketing for their support of the podcast. Hometown Ticketing is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can learn more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your program by going to hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to thank Violet Defense. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement some of their existing products, or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your athletic department, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Go to violetdefense.com for more information about their great products. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They have a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles, along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For more ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or to learn more and get started with your digital Wall of Fame tribute, call 614-981-3589 or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. I promise you, you will be very impressed. We also want to thank Huddle for their support. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Over 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, use Huddle to help their athletes play better. Huddle's the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras, analytics, and a whole lot more. Huddle's also built for every level of play. If you're a club or a youth coach, Huddle can help you. High schools and colleges have been using Huddle for years, and even professional teams have been using Huddle to help their teams perform better. You're in very good company with over 6 million users, including your student-athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches of the college and university teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your program or how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive for their support. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every single year while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call them at 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com for more information. That's sales 
at sidelineinteractive.com. I promise you, you will be very, very impressed. And we want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for their support, particularly sponsoring the AD Toolbox segment of the podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also puts you in touch with the 95% of the parents and the student athletes who really love your program. And it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials. And then call 1-800-738-6466. Or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to check the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast and Team Building Tips. We've got a very special guest today, Scott Nordy. Uh, Scott's a certified athletic administrator. He's also uh, recently retired as an AD, so uh, join the club with me. Uh, he is a longtime athletic administrator in the state of Washington, uh, tremendously active at the state and the national level. He's spoken on a number of topics, you know, about uh, teacher coaches and, and coach visibility. Uh, just really excited to have him on the program today. Scott, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jake. Glad to be here. Well, um, we were talking about this uh, at the national conference and uh, again recently. Uh, very happy to have you on and, and share what's going on. Uh, in your neck of the country, and also, uh, you know, with you. Uh, but we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, where you went to school, and, and kind of how your path led to this crazy world of educational athletics. Sure, sure. Uh, born and raised in Tacoma, Washington, and uh, grew up in an athletic family. My dad was a, a teacher, high school coach, high school teacher, became a high school athletic director. So, um, you know, from the time I could walk, I was in a gym on a field. Uh, um, he coached everything from football to swimming. I mean, you know, it, over a 36 year career. So uh, the last 15 of his career were spent as the uh, building athletic director. Um, kind of followed in his footsteps, uh, went to the University of Washington, um, graduated with a degree in sports medicine, uh, was going to be an athletic trainer. And um, the, in 1984, there weren't a whole lot of jobs out there for athletic trainers, you know, it's, it wasn't like it is today. So I went back to school, got my teaching credentials and, and thought, well, okay, well, I'll get into the the teaching field and, and coach and put my my training to use and one thing led to another I became a coach uh, served as an athletic trainer at the high school level um, and uh, then became 15 years as a building athletic director in in one district Clover Park School District spent uh, seven years at Clover Park High School eight years at Lakes High School um, before retiring here two years ago, It'd be two years this June. 
you know, uh, those schools that you've been at, uh, you know, um, for our listeners, they, they might not mean much. Those are some high-powered schools. And as a long, long, long ago uh, graduate of Battleground High School uh, down in Southwest Washington, you know, I certainly, you know, know about those athletic exploits. Talk a little bit about those days as an athletic trainer back in the day. As you mentioned, uh, it was uncommon for high schools uh, to have trainers back then. So, you know, what was it like? And as an AD um, back then, um, you know, what was, uh, what were some things that you did to try to, you know, build that athletic training program, which is, as you know, so very important. Well, when I, when I got my, my athletic certification, my athletic training certification after graduating from uh, college, um, I came back down here to Tacoma and from Seattle and there weren't, many things out there. I found a job at Tacoma Community College as their athletic trainer, um, paid $9,000 um, for the year. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I couldn't live on that. So I had to figure figure something else out. When I became a, a athletic director, the field of athletic training became was very important to me. It was near and dear to my heart. And so I was, I've always been an advocate um, at, at both Clover Park and Lakes. We uh, contracted out and, and had uh, certified athletic trainers on our staff uh, that came to us from a, a clinic, local clinic. And uh, they were on campus from really the time school got out. Usually they show up about two, school get out at 210 um, until things were done at the end of the night and uh, continued to push for more hours for them through that contract that uh, I got our district to pick up the tab on it. It didn't come out of our building budgets. It was a safety issue and it was a district thing. And, and so um, just supporting those folks that, that take care of our kids. I mean, you know, it takes a burden off of our coaches' plates. It takes a burden off of my plate. It, it lifts the liability for our, our district and our buildings and our coaches. And uh, so I just always have been that advocate Again, you're, you're taking me back through uh, some of the days of my earlier uh, AD experience here in Florida. Uh, my first school, uh, right around 2000, we had to hire out and there was a university teaching program for trainers. So we were very fortunate. And then the next two schools I was at, we had full-time trainers. So uh, you're absolutely right. You know, they're, they're, they're not a luxury anymore. They're, you know, a foundational piece of, a, of an athletic program. Hmm? For listeners, uh, we're visiting with Scott Norty, certified athletic administrator, retired AD from the state of Washington, but still very active uh, at the state and national level. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to be back with some more. Uh, please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Huddle for their support of the podcast. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. More than 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, are using Huddle to help their athletes and their teams play better. Huddle is the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. Of course, there's analytics and a whole lot more. Huddle's built for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high schools and colleges, and even professional organizations are using Huddle to help their teams play better. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, uh, which include uh, your student athletes, a lot of their parents, 
and the coaches of the college and university teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your athletic department, or how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We're back with Scott Nordy, certified athletic administrator, retired AD uh, in the state of Washington. Scott, earlier on, you mentioned, you know, your dad and, um, you know, obviously I'm going to guess he would probably be on your list of mentors. So share with our listeners, who are some of those people, including your dad, uh, that helped you along the way? None of us get to where we're at on our own. So uh, who are some of the mentors that helped you along the way? Well, you know, obviously my dad was was right there at the forefront, kind of pushing me and helping me and guiding me both in my coaching life and then later as I became an administrator and, and, and an athletic administrator. Um, just, you know, he, I got to watch him do it. So it, it, it kind of lit, paved that foundation for me. And then once I, I got my first job, I was fortunate in our, in our local area to have some some guys that had been around doing it a long time Dan Heltsley, Dave Lutz um, that kind of took me under their wing Shelly Thiel um, and kind of molded me and and you know said you, you got to get involved you know you just don't you just don't take care of your building and and be in your office and, and your own little world. You, you need to make an impact, you need to be involved. And so they, they really kind of pushed me to get involved uh, first at the local level um, and, then, and then more broadened into the state level. Uh, Dan Helsley was uh, on the WASA board and, and was our vendor hall chair. And when he was getting close to retirement, he said, it's time for you to come on the WASA board and take my place. And, and, uh, you know, I, when I came on, I didn't have a role. I kind of had to figure out my role. I'm going to give you a role. You're going to replace me and, and you're going to do this. And, and so I shadowed him and I, I got a chance to, to learn from him. And, and, uh, when I went on the board, then I immediately took on the vendor hall for our, for our conference and, um, and that, and then, uh, I had guys like like Tim Graham um, come Water High School and and served on the national and NIAAA board. That uh, when he was on the publications committee, he was you know, I took. I went to my first national conference. I remember it was in Orlando, and and Tim was dragging me around. He was on the publications committee. He was a vice chair of the publications. He knew everybody, and he was going to introduce me to everybody. And, and he took me to all of the functions with him and, and, you know, introduced me to people and got me connected and really gave me that push at the national level. And, and so those kinds of, of folks really paved the way for me, a Barb Portis that, that I could just call up and, you know, she's a hall of famer and, and I could call her and, and get that, that advice from her. Um, you know, that's invaluable. And so, what I gained and gleamed from those people has been what I've wanted to do for others. So I, I'm constantly looking for that, that next person to push them and get them, get them going and get them involved, not only at the local and state level, but at the national level, the NIAAA level. It's the relationships that, that we build through that organization have just been phenomenal. 
you know, that's a story that we've heard so many times about someone uh, helping a, another athletic director get involved, uh, particularly at that national level, that first national conference. Uh, great, great share. Um, for our listeners, you can't see the uh, the background that uh, that Scott has, and it's the he mentioned WASA, which is the Washington Secondary Schools Athletic Administrators Association, their state association. Uh, and I love the uh, you know the 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 tagline there: service through education-based athletics. Talk a little bit about you know that first exposure with um, WASA and that path that led you to get involved, you know, at nationals, uh, you know, take us through that journey again. Well, you know, as, as, as a new athletic director, my dad in, instilled in me, you got to go to the conference, you know, let's go to the conference. He wasn't quite retired yet. So we went to the conference and, and, you know, just going and, and the eye-opening experience of here's all these guys and, and gals that do the same thing that I do. And, and being able to sit in and, and, and go into some breakout workshop sessions and, and get that information, um, the LTI program and, and um, the track to certification, it started with WASA, you know, the, the professional growth, the professional development. It, it was instilled, I learned right away that, you know, we're not at the top, we're, we're where we were, we're in this position but we got to be everyday learners and the professional growth, it, the job changes every day and the job changes from year to year. And so if we're not staying on top of the, the things and, and continuing to learn ourselves, then, then we become stagnant and WASA kind of paved that foundation for me. Uh, and it got me in, involved into the teaching aspect. Actually, before I came onto the board, I um, took, 790 so I could teach the uh, LTI courses and I taught at the state level and and started doing that so that I could again give back yeah I remember that vividly uh, you know taking that first LTI course uh, for me I use the expression was like drinking the kool-aid and yeah. uh, you know I finished the rest of those courses online back in the day uh, and then uh, took the uh, CA exam um, uh, took 790 because we had, I'm sure it was the same for you in Washington. We just had some great ADs uh, in our state that were teaching the courses. And they said, you know, hey, Jake, you know, you know, we want you get you involved, take 790. So again, uh, a very happy trip down memory lane. For our listeners, we're visiting with Scott Nordy, certified athletic administrator, longtime AD in the state of Washington. We're going to be back with some more, but let's take another quick break and hear from another one of our podcast sponsors. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive for their support. You've heard me say several times that we have a Sideline Interactive indoor scoring table in our gym, and it is just fantastic. Uh, we use it for games, of course, but we also use it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. It's tremendously versatile. You really need to check it out. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days. With Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards, can generate $10,000 or more every year, while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or you can call them at 832-786-0302 and schedule a live web demo 
to see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com for more information. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. I promise you, you will come away very impressed. Welcome back to our interview with Scott Nordy. Scott, we mentioned earlier, you know, you've been at a couple of, you know, very successful uh, high school programs in the state of Washington. So we always like to try and share some best practices. So what are some things that, that you did or maybe you've seen or even initiatives that you started that you're particularly proud of that would fall under that heading of best practices for athletic directors? Well, I, I think, um, you know, first of all, I think in, in, as an athletic director, you, you have to practice humility and, and, you know, no, you're not always going to be right. And, and so that you need to know when to go in and eat your crow, you know, and, and say, Hey, I, I was wrong and you were right. And that it, when I first started, my very first year, I walked into my head basketball, boys basketball coach's office. We'd just done grade checks and I had implemented, our district had a pretty rigid um, grading policy. And so I was doing grade checks. Uh, we were every six weeks. So I went in and I said, coach, you're gonna lose these guys. They're, they're gonna be ineligible. And, and they were three starters and they were academically on the verge. and. And he argued with me, he said, no, you're doing it wrong. You know, you're, you're interpreting the policy wrong. And I was adamant that I was right. You know, here I was bright first year guy and I was gonna do it by God, we were gonna follow those rules and we were gonna do it right. And uh, we had it out in his office and I gave him the thing and he, you know, I was his boss, but my word was the final word. Uh, I went back to my office and I, you know, he was so adamant and he'd been there for, for years. I was the new guy. I was young. I was in my first year. I walked back, I picked up the phone and I called my colleague at our sister school and, and I called Joe Keller up and I said, Joe, I just left Mel's office. I just finished grade checks. I did these things. I, I, I did it right, didn't I? No, you, you, Mel was right. You're wrong. Oh, okay right back down to Mel's office. I walked into his office with a salt and pepper shaker and I set it down on his desk. He said, What's this? He was, he was mad. He was really upset with me. I said, it's salt and pepper. For what? I said, for the crow I'm about to eat. And he kind of looked at me and I said, you're right. I went back, I called Joe, I, you know, I was wrong. And that built a relationship. And so I think, you know, the best thing, one of the best things you can do as a, as a new AD is build those relationships. And, and when you're wrong, own it. Um, reach out, confirm your, that you were right or wrong. You know, as I found out, I wasn't right. And, and that built a, a lifelong relationship. So building those relationships with the coaches. Um, and then evaluating your programs. You know, I, I had the opportunity to kind of over-evaluate over we have two high schools in the district. We weren't title nine wise. We, we were lacking in some girls sports. We didn't have enough offerings. And I had several kids at both high schools come and, and we would like to bowl. Um, so we started girls bowling 
we added a sport and uh, it was sanctioned in the state, but our district didn't have it. And so, you know, we went in and, and I did the legwork and found those things and, and added that. So I think, you know, finding the, the shortcomings in your program and then trying to find a way to, what, what can we do um, to bolster that or to fix that shortcoming? And, and oftentimes uh, it's very inexpensive. The kid, there was no, it cost us polo shirts for uniform. You know, the kids buy their own balls. They rent the shoes. It cost me lane time. Um, and I worked out a nice deal with local bowling alley. And so it wasn't, it was cheaper than golf. And we had boys and girls golf. So, you know, it was a win for the kids. And, and it, it grabbed a niche of kids that didn't do anything else. I mean, they weren't involved in athletics um, and it got them involved. And, and that really uh, was something special to see. And, and then I think the last thing that I would say is it's okay to let your kids and your coaches see, um, see your emotion, to see your human, to see your human side. Uh, so often you're, you're the bad guy. You're the no guy. You're the, you're the, sorry, you're ineligible to the kid. You're sorry, you're to the parent. Um, we had a tragedy that, that took place and uh, I had to get up in front of our, two of our teams, our boys and girls golf team. And, and um, I had to get up there and, and tell them that they lost one of their teammates and, you know, the tears flowed. Um, my voice broke and shook and, and our kids saw that and, um, they knew it hurt me and it, it may, it built relationships with those kids. Um, you know, that throughout that, that year, I would check on, on those kids, but they would come and check on me. They would just stop by just to, to say hi. So, you know, I think even though we, and some of those kids were kids that I had to be the bad guy, the no guy, the, the, you know, that now we had this different, Thing, and it's because they saw emotion and they saw my emotion. And I think it's, it's okay for us to show that. So I think you, you need to let them know that you're human too. Wow. I really appreciate you sharing that story and so, some great, great advice. Um, yeah, again, the, the first one really jumps out for me, you know, the owning up uh, and, and making that, well, building that relationship, but making that relationship right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Once again, for our listeners, uh, we're visiting with Scott Nordy, a longtime athletic director in the state of Washington. We're going to be back with some more. Uh, please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or learn more and get started with your own digital Wall of Fame tribute. Call them at 614-981-3589 or you can email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. The FIAAA has a Wall of Fame video console for our organization's Hall of Fame, and it's really, really cool. Go to sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com to learn more.
We're back with Scott Nordy, longtime athletic director in the state of Washington. Scott, um, you know, things are so much different than when you and I were going to high school. You know, I like to joke 100 years ago. Um, and the job of an athletic director has, has become, you know, much more involved. So um, question we've been asking our guests is how can an athletic director do a better job of being socially aware? for their community, for their students, their coaches, their parents. Uh, do you have any advice for us? Well, I think that that social awareness, it, it starts with just having your own eyes open and, and being out there, be visible um, and be, be out there in your community, be in your gyms, be in your stadiums, you know, not just uh, be in your hallways with your kids uh, at lunchtime, at passing time. Um, you learn a lot when you just kind of sit back and, and watch. One of the things that I tried to do was spend time, um, you know, every Friday night we got a football game. And, and so you get there early and you go through your array of setup stuff and, and all of that. And then the gates open and, and the people start to come in and you get all your people put in place so that you can kind of step back and observe. And one of the things that I would do is, is spend time up in the stands, just sitting, talking to parents, talking to uh, alumni. Um, you know, I'd spend about a quarter of the, of the game in the stands over by the concession stand, just to kind of, you know, and then, Another, the, the bulk of my time would be, you know, with my watching my coaches coach and, and evaluating that and checking in on my workers. But I think it's important that you uh, are spending that time um, where your community is, where your, your the fans are, your parents are, so that you get a sense of 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 who they are and they get a sense of who you are and it builds a trust so that. Um, I was an open door person, you know, um, my door's always open, you come, you got a problem, come and see me. Um, the two buildings I worked in, very different, and um, both from a socioeconomic standpoint. Uh, so to know that they could come in and say, you know, coach, I, we can't afford to buy the ASB to be able to clear, to be able to, you have to you know, $40 to me is $40. That's easy. But to a lot of these folks, $40 isn't easy. And, and so it was important for me that, you know, finances were never going to be something that hindered a kid from participating. You know, tell me what you can do. I can pay $3 a month. Okay. Then we're going to set up a, a payment plan and, and we're going to do that. You know, because a lot of them don't want that charity. I, I had funds. I had an, a, a way, you know, here, fill this out. Let's talk and we can scholarship that so that you can participate. You know, a lot of people are proud. They don't want that. But I want, I, I can do my own. So let's figure out a payment plan. Let's do some things. But I think it's important to build that trust and them to be able to come to you. You know, um, just that visibility, that connection. You hit on so many different, you know, good points, you know, being seen, being visible, being present, but also, you know, you touched on that relationship part, just sit down and talking with them, uh, you know, making sure that they feel comfortable coming in your office. 
And then, you know, being flexible, being able to work with, you know, all the people um, in, in your community. Very, very cool stuff. Okay. You know, I, I, I just, it came to me uh, at the time of going back to you, people remember it started with Colin Kaepernick took a knee um, during the national anthem. One of my school, both of my schools, Clover Park High School, Lakes High School, both sit right on the uh, um, JBLM. So we're very military impacted. And in the military community, in our community, the flag is an important thing and you respect the flag. And um, I got wind that we had a girls soccer team and, a, and our football team, both were contemplating taking a knee for a national anthem right at that same time. And, and that was gonna, it would have created a bigger issue for us, I think. And so I brought in some kids and we sat down and we talked about what was going on. And said, so let's think of some other ways that we can show unity and show, um, so we, we had a home football game and I reached out to our opponent, um, athletic director, and I said, this is what I'm getting when that our kids want to take a knee. I don't know if you're hearing anything, but I'd like for us to not do that because of the military connection that our building has. I said, how about both teams come out and we interlock arm to arm every other player, you know, home team, visiting team. And we march out to the 40 yard line for the national anthem locked in, locked in arm to arm. And the officials, we got the officials to lock arm to arm to walk out in front of the teams. And then the coaches right behind the teams arm to arm. And we went out as a solid unit of two high schools and did the national anthem that way. And our kids got to have their, their piece, but they felt heard. And I think that even though some of them still wanted to maybe take a knee. They felt heard and we came up with a solution that was satisfactory to them to be able to express their feelings. And, and we just kind of got to work through things together. Yeah, I mean, what a great example of an athletic director, or in this case too, you know, being socially aware, you know, bringing the kids in, you know, listening to the concerns and then collectively coming up you know, with a way to, you know, express the message that they wanted to share, but to do so in, for lack of a better word, respectful way to everyone involved. You know, great, great example. Scott, this has been really cool, uh, you know, connecting with you and, and uh, you know, hearing your story, but we're not done yet. Uh, we always like to wrap up with what we call the Athletic Director's Toolbox, which is sponsored by Athletic Surveys. We're going to hear from them in just a minute. But when we come back, um, we're going to find out what Scott Norty is going to put into his new athletic director's toolbox. Uh, please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for their support and their sponsorship of the athletic director's toolbox segment. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also puts you in touch with the usually 95% of the parents and the players 
who really love your program. And it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials. And then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466. Or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to check the pulse of your parents or your players, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. To great. Well, as I said, uh, we've come to that time where we ask our guest, which is today, Scott Nordy from uh, the great state of Washington, to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job, but I'm only going to let Scott put three things in the toolbox. Scott Norty, what three items are going to go in your new athletic director toolbox? Well, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to put a, a big white wallboard up in, in my office um, and in that new athletic director's office. I did this and it helped keep me organized that I segmented it into the, the six days of the week that we have athletic practices or competitions. This focus is mainly for the competition part of it when we have contests. Uh, and then by season, I'd list down my sports. So I had enough lines in there. And then I could write where they're going, what time the bus is leaving, who they're playing, or if we're at home on that whiteboard. And it was a week at a glance. And so when that phone rings, hey, what do we got going tonight? I didn't have to look in my computer, I could look at my wall. There it was right up there. I had coaches, my administration, they would stop in my office. I would put it up Friday night before I leave. So the Monday morning it was there, but I had people walking in, the bus times were there, that was the best thing. You know, you knew when the bus was coming and when that parent called, what, what time does the bus leave? I knew, I didn't have to look it up in the transportation folio, it was right there on my wall. That's, that's number one. Number two, time management. Don't be afraid to close your door and not answer your phone. There's a reason that we have voicemail to turn your, your email to the off so you can accomplish your tasks. I would put, just put a note on my door, busy for an hour. And that was my time. You could knock all you want, but you weren't going to come in. I needed to take care of this. Now, you know, there's always interruptions, and you, sometimes we just need to do that. Uh, and the number three is family. You've got to involve your family. The job is so time-consuming, um, and it brings us, takes us away from home so much that uh, I was fortunate that both my both my kids and my wife uh, were sports enthusiasts and supporters. Um, my wife sold tickets, my kids ran scoreboards and swept floors and, and it just so that they could spend time and be with me. So involve your family, find ways to involve your family. Those would be my, my, my threes that you got to do as a, as a first year AD. You know, uh, I don't know if you noticed me uh, smiling when you were mentioning that very first one. Uh, you know, I not only had the big whiteboard, but I had the old school, um, folder. And, uh, I would tell my coaches it, it might be on the website. Uh, it might be on max preps, but if it's not in my folder, if it's not on the whiteboard, it doesn't exist. So, uh, you know, that was your, uh, your double check. And, and again, uh, the time management and, and the family, great, great stuff. 
Scott, if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and listeners, I certainly encourage you to do so. Uh, if they want to reach out and pick your brain a little bit, what's the best way that they can get in touch with you? Uh, they can email me at nordyscott at gmail.com. Um, or they can reach me on uh, via my cell at 253-229-8388. And love to, to help out anybody across the country, anywhere I can. Uh, um, and I'm sure this podcast gets picked up with some of our international brethren uh, as well. So um, happy to help. Oh, well, again, thanks so much for being on the, the podcast today and all the best uh, moving forward with all your endeavors. Uh, and hopefully I can make it out there to Washington this spring for your uh, WASA conference. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to have you come out. Okay. Uh, for listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of these interviews are uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening today. Come back again next time for more team building tips on Thursday and our regular interviews on the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing for their support. Hometown Ticketing is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. To learn more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your program, go to hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing.